Lecture topic: Virtues of family ties on Eid al-Adha. This one little couplet in Urdu: "Rahmat-e-Hak baha nami joyad." Farsi actually, Persian: "Rahmat-e-Hak baha nami joyad." Rahmat-e-Hak baha nami joyad. What this means is that the rahmat of Allah Taala. It doesn't require some very great effort to be acquired. Allah Taala's rahmat looks for excuses to come. One is that a person now has to do something very, very strenuous and probably break some mountains down, and then only maybe he will be able to receive the rahmat of Allah Taala. Allah Taala's rahmat is so. Great and Allah has made it so general that on very very easy things, very simple things, Allah Taala shows down His rahmat. Now to give us that excuse to bring down the rahmat, Allah Taala has blessed us with various times, occasions in the year, which Allah Taala has out of His grace declared as special occasions. Because this insan. Allah Taala is the creator of insan. Allah Taala knows the tabiat and the nature of this insan best. So our nature is we hear there's a special somewhere, and already our heart is racing now. Here there's a special somewhere, so the person now wants to get that item. He wants to buy it. Why? Because it's on special. So for the things of dunya, which afterwards sometimes we buy these things on special. Sometimes many a thing people buy on special are things that they don't even need. But why they bought it? Because it was on special, because it was half the price. But that half the price also was still half the amount that was now spent in something that was not needed. And sometimes things are bought, as somebody put it, we buy with money we don't own. We buy things we don't need with money we don't own. Because sometimes a person doesn't even have that money; he's borrowing, buying on credit. So buying things we don't need with money we don't own. And to impress people, we don't like. For a problem with somebody, so now you're trying to show him. I also can do this. Here, that's a different matter altogether. So the point is that Allah Taala, out of His grace, has made such occasions, which become very special occasions. And in those special occasions, Allah Taala has, out of His grace, given His banda certain amal that you do these things, and you'll become very close to Me. So, for somebody who has this deep down in his heart that I am the servant of Allah Taala, Allah is my creator, Allah is my benefactor, Allah is my nourisher and sustainer, and I need to get very close to Allah Taala. Allah is the provider of every thing that I have. Every breath I take is with His fazl and karam. So, I need to now give myself to Him. I need to become very close to Him. So he will look for everything that is available, everything that is possible, that will bring him closer to Allah Taala. This is why we find in the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, so many times these kind of questions they would ask Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, "Ayyul Aamali Ahabu Ilallah," which is the most beloved of actions to Allah Taala, which is the most virtuous of actions, because these aamal will bring them closest to Allah Taala. So Allah Taala out of His grace has blessed us with the amal of these ten days of Zul Hijjah. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that there are no days in the year 
wherein righteous actions are more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than the a'mal performed in these 10 days. Any other time of the year, that amal cannot compare to the virtue of the amal performed in these 10 days. The Sahaba Kiram heard this, they immediately asked the question, Walal jihadu fi sabilillah? Because this was now at the peak in terms of whatever they had been taught. Because here the life of a person also is going to be given for Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Islam said, not even jihad in other times can equate the amal that is performed in this time. Which amal? Any amal, any righteous deed. That one subhanallah also. So this is how valuable any amal performed in this time is. Now then in these 10 days we get the 10th of Zulhijjah coming which is a very very great and auspicious day. That is the day of Qurbani, the day of Eid al-Adha. And then on the day of Eid al-Adha is that special amal regarding which Rasulullah says مَا عَمِلَ بْنُ آدَمَ مِنْ عَمَلٍ يَوْمَ النَّحْرِ حَبَّ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ إِحْرَاقِ الدَّمْدِ The day of Nahar on Eid al-Adha on the days of Qurbani person cannot do any amal greater than the amal of qurbani of slaughtering the animals obviously the faraiz there is no question about missing the faraz and that has its own position but there is no other amal that can ever equate the greatness of the amal of qurbani on that day so somebody performed mashallah the whole day in a fil salah he was making somebody made one tilawat of one whole khatam of Qur'an Sharif he made somebody was in Makkah Mukarramah he made 20 tawaf, 50 tawaf, maybe 100 tawaf Alhamdulillah, all these are very great amal but on this day the virtue and the greatness of Qurbani is still above this so mashallah on the one hand this is such a great amal that we have been blessed with so now a person who has this opportunity he will latch onto it wholeheartedly. Therefore, Nabi Islam also says, Fatibu biha nafsa. This is for Allah Ta'ala. Do it with a happy heart. Do it wholeheartedly. And especially, it's not just a matter of slaughtering an animal. This is a matter of taqarrub ilallah at a very high level. As we've understood from this hadith sharif, that this is the most beloved amal for Allah Ta'ala on that day. Now this is this great Amal mentioned. So in other words, on the day of Qurbani, a person making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif also will be rewarded very greatly. A person making nawafil will also be rewarded greatly. Somebody made zikr the whole day, he'll be rewarded very greatly. Somebody gave a lot of charity. That animal cost 3,000, 3,500, he decided to give 350,000 in sadaqah. Let alone 3,500 spending on that animal. He will give 350,000 in sadaqah. He'll give three and a half million in sadaqah. MashaAllah, he'll get the reward of the sadaqah. But the reward of the sadaqah on that day cannot equate that sacrifice of the three and a half thousand an animal. This is still more beloved to Allah on this day. So with that consciousness, that subhanallah, this is an amal that Allah loves so much. And by doing this with a happy heart, by doing it, in the way of Rasulullah sallallahu this will bring me close to Allah Ta'ala. Then in one particular riwayat, which is in a targheeb or targheeb, Allah Munziri rahimahullah, the same riwayat is mentioned, and there is one exception also. 
that on the day of there's a person can do no action more beloved to Allah Ta'ala on Yawmul Nahar on the day of Qurbani than the slaughtering of the animals of Qurbani but there's one exception so in other words on the day of Qurbani person making one khatam of the Quran Sharif Subhanallah excellent but the amal of Qurbani is still above that somebody made zikr the whole day somebody made nafil salah the whole day somebody made 50 maybe 100 tawaf somebody gave millions in charity on that day Alhamdulillah all this is very great but on that day the most beloved action to Allah Ta'ala is Qurbani on top of all these amal on that particular day is Qurbani and yet in this one hadith sharif Nabi Islam is saying on top of Qurbani also there is still something on this day so now subhanallah what can that amal be all the amal in their place all the amal are so virtuous are so rewarding are beloved to Allah Ta'ala but on this day Qurbani is above everything and there is now something above this also so what is above it in this hadith sharif Nabi Islam says illa silatar rahim except that a person is joining family ties this is on this day even above this this too is a qurbani that a person is slaughtering the animal and if it's wajib he has to do it obviously he can't compromise it and if it's not wajib also and he has the opportunity he has the means it's nafil on him he should try to take that opportunity person is wajib on him to perform one qurbani but he has the ability to do multiple qurbanis he should try as much as he's comfortably able to do because this is such a great amal on this day so this too is a qurbani and sometimes this maintaining and going to join family relationships sometimes that requires a even greater meaning more difficult sacrifice within a person this is an external qurbani this sometimes requires a very big internal qurbani it's a qurbani of the ego the qurbani of now whatever feelings and emotions which become very very difficult sometimes but this is such a great amal that on this day it has been placed right on the top so mashallah while fulfilling all these amal and doing the best we can and then qurbani as well but subhanallah in the middle of all these aspects and these amal in the middle of all this this amal Nabi Islam is giving us the virtue of this because this is such an important aspect in deen Allah Ta'ala has emphasized this in the Quran Sharif وَآتِذَ الْقُرْبَى حَقَّهُ and الْقُرْبَى so many places the relative وَفِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقُّ لِلسَّائِلِ وَالْمَحْرُومِ etc. various ayat the point is in the Quran Sharif also Allah Ta'ala mentions the right of relatives and in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam mentions it to such a point that in one Hadith it is mentioned لَا تَنْزِلُ الرَّحْمَةُ عَلَىٰ قَوْمٍ فِيهِ قَاطِعُ رَحِيمٍ The Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala does not descend upon a community لَا قَوْمٍ upon a community among whom is somebody who has severed family ties So the whole community now is getting deprived of some special Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala and in one hadith the 
positive side of it is mentioned the person who wants barakat in his life barakat in his wealth man ahabba ayyubsata lahu fi rizqihi wa yunsa'a lahu fi asarihi the prescription for it fal yasil rahima he must maintain family ties and this maintaining of family ties who gets this reward this is such a great reward we all have the opportunity to ask somebody for dua and we should be asking for dua nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this pattern and he established this as a as an amal being the nabi of allah taala his dua was above everybody's his dua was directly li- directly linked to allah taala but yet on occasion somebody was going for umrah sayyidina umar ibn khattab radhiyallahu anhu was for umrah nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to him remember us in your dua so we should be asking for dua as well so now we get the opportunity of asking somebody for dua our parents our asatiza and we should be doing this all the time our mashayikh some pious personality some elderly person whatever young people there was one very great muzrug whenever there was some issue whenever there was some problem sometimes some illness some difficulty he will gather the little children in the home all the little children and the children you gather them and you would say i'm going to make dua all of you must make amen and sometimes he would make them repeat the words of dua make them make the dua this is subhanallah these are masoom children there's no accountability on them yet there's no sin on them yet what doubt can we have that their dua will be accepted on our behalf say make dua for me make them make dua for him so we should be asking dua as well so now the opportunity that we get to make to make dua to ask for dua we should be doing all this so we ask for dua but here in this one hadith sharif can we imagine now we take opportunities to ask for dua from any pious person any and we should be doing this imagine if dua is being made for somebody where not on earth at the arsh at the arsh of allah taala dua is being made for him by who not insan by beyond insan in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says ar-rahim mu'allaqatun bil arsh that kinship family relationship this has been given a form as you may think about it and it is suspended to the arsh of allah taala and it continuously makes dua this kinship and relationship continuously makes dua man wasalani wasalahu allah ya allah the one who maintains me you maintain him ya allah the one who maintains me you maintain him aman qata'ani qata'ahu allah ya allah the one who cuts me you cut him also so this is a very very great amal and this requires a lot within us but allah taala has placed this as the this becomes a test of life also it becomes a test in many ways but those who mashallah pass the test they see the barakat and blessings of it in dunya already and what's in store in the akhirat is beyond imagination as the sheikh al hadith ma zakariya sahab rahmatullah alayhi thought of fazail amal says once he went to his hometown now he used to be based in saharanpur his hometown was kanla so he used to go once twice a year so he went to his hometown now the whole town is all related all one big family so now when he got there on one occasion he realized that there was some issue so half the family is now not on talking talking terms on with the other half of the family the whole community whole village 
and all extended family but now something whatever these things happen sometimes something happens somebody got upset somebody got hurt by some comment by somebody whatever so sometimes these things then start escalating and it leads to this extent sometimes it leads to such an extent that some issue breaks out between two people so then now each one now goes and gives his version to his own household and then from his household to his extended family and then now there's such an issue between the two parties but after a while maybe besides these two parties themselves nobody else really knows what's the problem but there have been these instances which we have heard about directly that somewhere two generations down we're not talking about in the times of jahiliya we're talking about our age our time that the two parties don't want to meet each other don't want to have anything to do with each other the thing is they've never met each other too why they never met each other because their parents were kept apart why their parents were kept apart because their grandparents had a problem so these grandchildren never saw each other but they know now over time they got to know okay so and so is part of this family so and so is part of that family i am not supposed to meet him and i will not meet him and day he come to meet me also but now what's the problem he said i don't know what's the problem i have no idea what happened my grandfather and his grandfather they were brothers and something happened i don't know what happened i wasn't even born that time but i know there's a problem so now he doesn't even know what's the problem this was the jahiliyat where one battle one war continued only for 120 years over what most probably didn't know over what to it happened that one person's chicken it crossed the boundary and it went to the other person's land and it started taking something from there so now when it picked something from his land allah knows best it like picked his heart so he came to fight and now over that this battle broke out this problem started and this problem became a war and this war continued for 120 years person would be dying and he'll make wasiyat you do what you want in life don't ever forgive our enemies you make sure you continue with this battle and it carried on for 120 years harbul basus so in any case the point is that sometimes this is not even known what's going on but this nafsaniyat shaitaniyat carries on so we were talking about this incident of the sheikh al hadith wa zakir sahab rahmatullah alayhi so now he came to his hometown and now he comes to know this is a problem but now it was his mamul his practice that whenever he would come now because his whole place was one extended family so it was his because he used to come once twice a year so he will go to every home visit each one for a short while also just make salam everything okay so he got to know of this problem now half the family is so to say he is part of half of the family and the other half is the opposite side so he says i went along i went along to every house even those who now as called on the other half of the family so now because this had become such an intense situation says many doors i knocked on the door person opened saw me so either he said some very harsh things slam some slam the door in my face some did other things but he says alhamdulillah i did what i was, was supposed to do he says one of my relatives from my own half of the family was with me in this whole time house to house and now he is feeling very upset about it that now how 
people are responding. But I went through the whole process, finished off. And then time came, I, one, two days later I was gone. Sometime later, six months later, he returned. And this problem had not yet been resolved. That situation was still like that. So now he is Mahamungul and his practice, I must go and visit everybody. So he says, I went to start visiting everybody again. And the same relative who was with the last time, he is with again. And now the same people who slammed the door in my face last time, the same people who said some very harsh things, who said some hurtful and very, very painful things sometimes, they are repeating the same thing. And every time we going to a house and finishing off, this relative telling me, koi sharam nahi aati tumhe. You got no shame. Last time you came, they slammed the door in your face. And you're coming again for the same treatment. So when each time he's saying this, I said, I said to him, they doing what they want to do, I'll do what Nabi Sallallahu told me to do. They doing what they want to do. If they don't want to stop the wrong, why should I stop the right? This is the jazba, and this is the legacy that Nabi Sallallahu gave us. Sil man qata'ak. Join ties with who? With the one who is very good to you? That if you don't join ties with the one who is very good to us, what Kamal we did? That is only natural. If we join ties with the one who is very good to us, what Kamal is that? That is only natural. We start with saying, Silman Qata'ak. The one who is cut off ties from you, you join ties with him. Wa'afu amman zalamak. Forgive the one who has oppressed you. And Nabi Sallallahu Subhanallah, he lived each one of these things. When Thumama bin Usal, he was captured by the Sahaba Ikram, he was a leader of his community of Yamama, and long incident, eventually he was tied into the masjid for three days, and he saw the amal of the masjid, and he was very deeply affected, and nobody said anything to him. Every day Nabi Sallallahu would pass by, just ask him what you have to say. He'd say, you, if you kill me, you've kill, you are killing somebody who is deserving to be killed. Because I've committed so many murders. And if you forgive me, I'll be very grateful. Eventually after three days he was let free. He went out into one garden. He took a bath and came back and recited the shahadat. And then he said to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I will not let a... In any case, he, he said, I was going for Umrah, can I continue? And he said, please go. He came to Makkah, Mukarramah. Now, people got to know Sumama, he became a Muslim. So they began, started saying things. And they said some things against Nabi Sallallahu He said, I'll go back, I won't allow one grain, because your mama was the supply. I won't allow one grain to come to you until Nabi Sallallahu permits it. Now they had war, the Muslims, Quraysh, he went back and he stopped all the grain. Now these people are in dire circumstances. And they write to who? They send a message to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Who they are thirsty for his blood. And they are, they have heaped so much of harm on him. And martyred so many of his Sahaba. And caused so much of difficulty and hardship. They are talking to him now and begging him in the name of relationship. We are all your family. Please send a message, tell him to please allow the grain to come. Nabi Sallallahu says, in the name of kinship, I am giving the commands and the grain. To who? To those who are thirsty for his blood. To those who are trying to do anything and everything 
to take his life, to hurt him and harm him. Nabi Sallallahu says, in the name of kinship, let it go. Silman khata'ak. Wa'afu amman zalamak. The time comes on the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah. When now the very people who were at the forefront of causing all the difficulties and hardship, who had caused so much of bloodshed, taken so many lives of Sahaba Ikram, they are now at the mercy of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they asked, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi asked them, what do you think I'm going to do? So they reply and say that you are a most noble brother. You are the son of a noble brother. Meaning now please, we are begging for clemency, we are begging for peace. Nabi Islam said that I will only say that which Yusuf والسلام, said to his brothers. لَا تَسْرِيبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْيَوْمِ يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَهُوَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ My only statement will be the same statement of my brother Yusuf والسلام, No revenge against you today. لَا تَسْرِيبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْيَوْمِ Allah forgive you. Allah is most forgiving. And he forgave them. General amnesty. Can we imagine Makkah Mukarramah conquered and less than a dozen people were killed? Silman Qata'ak wa'afu amman zalamak. Forgive the one who has oppressed you. This was the manifestation of it. And then wa'ahsin ilaman asa'a ilayk. You do good to the one who has done harm to you. So many incidents of this also time has passed. Any case we are talking about that incident of Sheikh Rahmatullah So he says that the second time around also I did the same thing. And this relative of mine is very upset with me. And he's saying to me that you got no shame. Koi sharam nahi this, this is what you come for again? For people to slam the door in your face? He says, they're doing what they want to do. I'll carry on doing what I'm doing. He says, but it wasn't much long after that. Not very long after that. That the very people who were slamming the door in my face. Somebody was swearing at me. In a very short time, these were the very people that became among the closest people to me. They became among the most ardent Burids. But, first what had to be done in conformity to the way of Rasulullah That was done. Allah Ta'ala's system is, you do what you have been asked to do, I will do what you want me to do. You do what you have been asked to do in terms of Allah Ta'ala's commands, the Mubarak life of Rasulullah and these testing moments that come, in tansurullah yansurkum. You help the deen of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah will help you. But our general approach is, first we want, Ya Allah, if you do this for me, then I'll do this. Ya Allah, if this works out, then I'll make ten rakats of nafil. Allah, if this comes right, then I'll give this in sadaqah. Whereas it's first do the amal. First do the amal and then in the, with that qurbani of that amal, now make dua. So now this too on the day of qurbani, the top of the list, in terms of the virtue of amal, the most beloved of all amal to Allah Ta'ala, is the amal of qurbani. Min There's nothing more virtuous and more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than causing the blood of the animals of Qurbani to flow. So now with that feeling, that my Allah loves this. This amal is so dear to Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala loves it meaning, the one who does this amal will become beloved to Allah Ta'ala. So I'm deeply in need of getting close to Allah Ta'ala. And then in this particular riwayat, this amal is mentioned above all this also. Even above Qurbani, إِلَّا سِلَةَ الرَّحِيمِ 
that the joining of family ties is even more virtuous, more beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that the entire deen we take to our hearts, we practice on it and we encourage one another, we bring deen alive in our own lives, we bring deen alive in our homes and bring deen alive in the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Ta'ala accept us for this. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين